Hi, I'm your host, Karina Gantis, and you're listening to a special edition of Behind the Pen for the NAPOD POMO National Podcast Post Month. Hi, everyone. It's Karina Gantis, your host for Behind the Pen. Uh, this episode I'm so excited about. Uh, let me just tell you a quick thing about me. I am an award-winning author of 14 books. I'm an award-winning filmmaker. I'm a YouTuber, booktuber. I have my uh, radio show, Author Assist, on the Artist First Radio Network. And I run Author Assist, which helps authors with their marketing and promotion of their books. Now, as I said today, I'm really excited to meet this, uh, uh, to introduce you to this amazing talent. Uh, his name is uh, Tal Mish Bedine, and welcome to the show, Tal. Hello, I'm glad to be here. I'm so or, glad you are. So whereabouts are you calling from? I'm calling from New Mexico in the United States of America. Wow. And where are you from? Where are I? I'm from the Midwest in the United States too. Yeah, from Indiana. I have no accent. I can't hear any accent from you. Why is that? I've probably traveled around too much. I've got a little bit of this, a little bit of that, a little bit of this. You you could always pass for a British person. Seriously. Governor, are you kidding me? (laughs) We don't talk like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Americans think you talk like. (laughs) Good night, Governor. Hello, mate. You're watching too many of those uh, programs. You know, we watch... We watched My Fair Lady too many times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now we think everybody has a Cockney accent. There's a room somewhere. Actually, over in the east, uh, east end of London, they do still use uh, Cockney slang. Uh Um, But but the posh English, I suppose, from Cambridge or maybe Oxford might have that, you know, posh accent yeah. but i don't know but but you you don't sound american at all but anyway I, what uh, do i sound you, like I, I told you you just you just have no accent i can't think <laughs> anything else and i've oh, spoken no. to people all over the world so you confuse yes. me and your name is so unusual why is your name my my name talmage is a derivative i guess it, it was anglicized but uh it came from a french name and I don't know, I don't really know what the French name was. I don't remember. But my my dad worked for someone who had the same name and they were very, very close. And he decided to make me a namesake. Oh, how beautiful. So, so what about the name. last name? Where does that originate from? I don't know, but I can ask somebody. Because <laughs> again, the first name and last name just so unusual, especially with you actually being born in the, the U.S., well, the nice, okay. the nice thing about Tal or Talmage was, uh, and you can call me Tal, uh, oh. was that whenever the teacher in front of the class or anywhere in the big congregation said, Tal, I was the only one that answered. <laughs> if, she said, if she said William or if she said George or Bill or whatever, you know, there was 15 people. Yeah, I'm over here. But, you know, <laughs> I was the only towel. That's it. Unique, that was- unique, just like you are, just like your talent. And that's oh, what we're going to talk you. about now. Behind the Pen is a show for anyone who holds a pen. You can be a writer, 
artist, editor, illustrator, musician, the list goes on. I know what Tao does, but why don't you tell our listeners how you use your pen, Tao? Well, mainly use my pen for um, children's illustration. Uh, I do other types of illustration and a little bit of fine art. Uh, do graphic design. I don't know if a mouse is considered a pen. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the side, I, I also play piano. So that's mm. kind of my pen. I have 88, no, 61 pens back there. So I, I said quite a few times on the show that when you have that artistic blood in you, it's never just one thing. It's normally yes. one or two things, but one of them, you're better at or you concentrate more on and then the other one's in the background with me it's writing and singing with you it's art and then uh, musician and you make up your your own songs do do you sing or you just do the music no if you heard me sing you would be running to crying (laughs) for help (laughs) because it it would be bad the the people take their children off the streets if they go by my house and I'm singing But I mean, you you create a melody. Do you um, Uh, write lyrics as well? Sometimes, yes. But mainly, um, most of my clients that I play for are elderly folks. I play at a lot of retirement communities. Oh, lovely. uh, You know, places where there's mainly elderly people. And, and the songs um, that they know, know that they grew exactly. up with, so they can sing along and lots of old stuff. Old oh stuff. wow! So uh, you don't, don't make know. up your own then? Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes I've got mm. a few songs that I've written, but uh, mainly my my money maker is the old songs. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine them all sitting there watching you play the piano, clapping along and singing to the old songs that they yes. grew up with. That's beautiful. I get some tears sometime. I get Aww. some. I get some people looking off into the blue, and and you can tell they're thinking, they're going remembering back. Yeah. something that has happened to them. How beautiful! So, How beautiful! I bet you get a lot of love for that. But you oh, really enjoy I do. that. I do, and I love doing it too. I really yeah. love doing it. It, it. It's really strange, and I know that we're not really talking about this, but it's 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 strange if you think about it. There's so many people in the world who never really get to hear live music. Mm. They hear the radio, they hear recordings or, you know, maybe CDs or whatever they have, but it's, there's just something different about sitting down in front of a live musician and just watching them and feeling what they're feeling. And, feeling. You know, it's the atmosphere. Yes. It is. Yes, I've it never, is. unfortunately, I mean, I'm a rock chick and unfortunately um, <laughs> in the eighties when they were round and there was like stadiums, not too far from me, maybe half an hour, an hour. I never got the opportunity to go and see my favorite bands live. And I really regret that because I'm not yeah. able to do that now. Um and I never, I've never really been to to a concert. I mean, I've heard musicians like you say, uh, like uh, you go and see a band at a pub, and they're playing yeah. a gig. And of course, I used to sing in a band as well. So cool. yeah, 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 I used to sing in a rock band and go around doing the gigging. But um, cool. to actually sit in a, a, a stadium, I've never done, and I don't know if I'll have the opportunity to ever do that now. But I, I feel sad about that because i feel like i've missed out 
you know I watch I watch them on YouTube and I get the feeling of you know the fans can't see anything anyway because they're miles away from the stage but the atmosphere must be absolutely amazing if it's someone that you love you know because they yeah. give so much to their uh, to their audience um, that uh, you can't help but uh, be in awe of uh, whoever's playing. But I do regret that. But let's get back to how we met. I am um, admin and manager of a children's illustration and author children's author book club yeah. on Facebook, and I've been watching and looking at Tal's art for over a year now um absolutely yeah. amazing crazy crazy stuff you do you're where you get your ideas from and these <laughs> characters I I can't actually explain it I know people can't see any art so you just have to come over to Facebook come on to the group I'll let you on just give me a message even if you're not an author give me a message right. I'll let you on so you can see Tal's art and I'm sure that Tal's got a uh uh, um, website that shows all your art as well. Yes, so yes, we'll, we do. We'll talk about that at the end. But okay. you really need to see it because it's so unique. It's so funny. And it, it, it's just absolutely brilliant. You are so talented. Thank you. Where, where did this come from? Were you um, into art and illustrations younger when you were at school or university or college or was yes. it late for you to start no my mom and my dad used to give me pencils and papers in church in church <laughs> yes that would keep you because quiet <laughs> that would keep me quiet and I just I would doodle 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 away the whole time, I probably missed a lot of important messages from God to me <laughs> because I was too busy doodling. <laughs> but no, I, I, I've always loved doing it, always loved doing it, and always been fairly, fairly decent at it. I'm still growing, always we're growing. Uh, and uh, I just, I just, I've always loved art. And I, then I attended an art school. Mm -hmm. and, Brilliant. Um, so I went to Heron School of Art, which is part of the Indiana University system, and uh, loved my time there, loved being with creative people, and uh, learned a uh, lot, I bet. I've just done, I've done, and for some reason, I'm, uh, we, I think in the States, we say you're a kid person, and that means you, from somehow you just make connections with children. And I've, I've taught in public school, I've taught art in public school, and I, I have uh, been a children's pastor in oh, a wow. church. And so I've always had this real connection. I've done story times for a lot of different organizations, and um, I've always just really connected with children. It's probably because I had the mind of a child. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it, it, mental disorder helps a lot, I think. <laughs> All us artists suffer from the mental disorder. We have to, because that's where the creativity comes in. Well, I, I tell people, I said, I, uh, when they took x-rays of my brain, they thought I had a cyst on my brain, but it just turned out to be my left hemisphere. It was just a little dried up thing on the side, <laughs> a little nub. And the rest was all right brain because everything was pictures and everything is music. <laughs> So what's that part then that you 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 shriveled in? 
What? What would what the shriveled part? What, what would that's that the be? Left, that's the left brain. That's analytical. That's uh, math and science. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. Forget uh-huh. it. I must have so, the same as you then, because I'm absolutely yeah. useless at uh, subjects like that. I didn't enjoy them at school. I didn't pass the exams. And uh, um, even it? now, if you gave me a sum, I wouldn't be able to do without calculator. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's why calculators are for right-brainers, definitely. <laughs> it's for us. <laughs> I'm so glad I, I found that out, that uh, I'm not the only one, and this is the real thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? We're all of us creatives are kind of like that. We're And we're messy people, you know. Our, you, you can't see the rest of my office. See, I straightened all this up so you could think I was really had my act <laughs> together. And For I, those that I, can't I, see, I can tell you, it looks like I've walked into an antique shop. That's what it looks yeah, like, his office. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's just yeah, the odds, odds and bots everywhere on the shelves and, and stuff yeah. that I recognised from years ago, like the old-fashioned telephone. Absolutely and I amazing. love toys. I love old toys. To, toys. Well, you're still, like you said, you've got, you're still a child. Yeah, you've I still think got so. that. A child's heart, and so one that's of these why days I'm going. One of these days I'm going to get out of diapers. So uh, <laughs> that's my next step. <laughs> so, so let me just ask you: When you were at school, you don't um, just uh, study one form of art. When you're at art school, you actually have a go at doing everything from um, painting to um, real life to portraits, watercolors, oil paints. Um, you do everything so what was it that really caught and you got the passion for what was the the um um, form of art that you loved the most after trying everything well there's something strange here and a lot of artists don't uh probably don't know a lot about this because they're kind of focused into one specific area Mm-hmm. But when I went to school, I went to school for graphic design. Oh. And graphic design is a total different world than fine arts. Yeah, most definitely. And, and uh, so gra- in graphic design, you're not picking up pencils too much and you're not doing much drawing, but it's more about it's more about laying things out. And- hey, this is Karina Gantis, host of Behind the Pen. We are back. We had a short blackout over here in Greece. So, yay. yay. <laughs> yeah, I live in a tiny village and a little bit of rain. We're, we're on blackout and candles and torches out and everything. But we're back now with the amazing, talented Tal. And we're going to carry on with our interviews. So, Tal, carry on yes. with what we were talking about. Well, I know that, you know, since we progressed so much as a, as a society that no one argues anymore, Anyway, um, so, but when I was in when I was in art school, there was quite a dis. What's the word? Disparity, disparity between mm-hmm. the two schools of art. There was the graphic designers in one school, and there was fine artists in the other school. And the uh, the fine artists said to the graphic designers, "All oh, you all you do is want to make money with your art. You don't care about art." And then the fine artists were saying, "Well, no, no, no. You need." The, the, I mean, the graphic artists were saying to the fine artists, "Well, you're the ones that are not going to eat." So there was kind of this argument between the two schools of thought. <laughs> 
because they're really two different types of art and yes, and and there are old schoolers also that uh in in the fine arts that still struggle even today with the whole digital media thing mm -hmm. so that's that's kind of separated people out and another thing i found out which is really kind of strange to me that the more i've got into illustration the more i've found that many fine artists do really don't credit illustrators as being in the same class with them um, and i've seen some well, i know you have seen some beautiful wonderful children's illustrations that that just blow you away uh you you're probably familiar with will terry he's one of my favorites and i look mm -hmm. at his work and i think wow how could a fine artist ever say that that's not you know that's not good stuff <laughs> yeah anyway and i think part of it is uh the 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 problem is if it's a i don't think it's a problem but that the illustrator's job is not to necessarily have total artistic freedom the fine artist wants that the yes. what the illustrator wants is i mean what the illustrator needs to do is they have to stick to a yes. to a story and to a plan and yes. usually that is moderated by uh, the author yes a lot. i agree and so i think the, the fine artists kind of look at the illustrator and say you're really not able to do exactly what you want to do although in our minds what we're doing is we we consider problem solving solving part of our part of our art taking a piece of text figuring out how can i visually explain that and and even more than that going beyond that to say there's going to be things in that text especially with children's literature there's going to be things in text that the children won't really see unless there's a picture there to help yes. them see and understand yes. the environment understand what's happening in the story uh, of course we want children to use their imagination mm. but that is that's another assistant to them for them to be able to go oh now i know what the author is saying and sometimes the story is just almost incomplete without the illustration. Um, complete, I completely agree. And not all children's books need illustrate, illustration. No. Depends on the story and, of course, the age of uh, the, the the children they're writing for. Um, but um, I can see uh, illustrators like yourself making more money than a fine artist. Now, fine artists would take first of all longer with their work. And they'll have a harder time selling it, right, whereas right. illustrators are hired for the simple reason they're needed to um, help uh, make a book come alive, make a story come alive. And if well, someone wants to hire someone who does fine art for their children's book, okay, but it's going to cost them a lot of money. Yes. And, you know, also, the, the fine artist has a different type of audience than the illustrator. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the illustrator a lot of time is dealing with people who are, uh, if you'll pardon the phrase, it's the only one that comes to mind, visually, visually illiterate. In other words, they don't really understand what art is. And a lot of art authors don't really understand what we think as illustrators they need. 
Mm-hmm. And so there's 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 a whole different way of thinking about art. So what happens with the with the illustrator a lot of times is the illustrator is is put into a, a boundaries and into limitations because of the of author or whoever's publishing the book. Yeah. Because they don't understand what they need, and then secondly because they don't see the value in paying a certain amount of money for art. They, and I think a lot of those people think art's kind of magic, you know, uh, that illustrator, he just does this and it just happens. And, why and it only takes so five minutes. Money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and he's having so much fun. He should pay me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, I'm showing his work off. I should be the one getting paid, yeah. That's yeah, right. I can and see I, the I, I think, can see the mentality. I think illustrators, part of our job along the way usually is to help inform and train people. Train what authors art is for exactly. You know, Do they listen I, to you though? When you have when you you've been hired and you've been put in that box and that boundary, do they listen to your ideas or are they so adamant they want this and it has to be this? Or do they actually listen to your ideas? Well, if you're a for, if you're fortunate illustrator, you get the kind of clients that says, "I need you." Mm-hmm. I, you know, I need what you can do. But what happens a lot of times, even though they need you, their budget limits the illustrator. You know, I I want to do you know this grand this grand picture with all the this environment and trees and forests and rain it's going to cost you, know, you this everything much and, and houses and everything and they're saying i i can't afford that. that and so which is a little bit disheartening to us as illustrators because we go oh man i i've got to i've got to take my whatever it is i'm going to do and i've got to cut it in half and i've got to distill it and i got to break it down into and that's well, a real challenge. Yeah, that's, that's a challenge for you. For yeah, yeah, most yeah. definitely. But I mean, surely they understand that if they're going to pay for uh, an amazing talent like yours, um, it's going to cost money. And if they want to hire you, they, they need to know that. Um, you're not a, a Fiverr um, d- cartoon uh, designer. Um, you're not one of those clip art uh, uh illustrators as they call themselves you actually draw you actually create these amazing i'll call them cartoon for now these amazing cartoon characters um that tell a story just from one or two um people the way that you display this art the way that you um show these characters off in it uh, such a unique style that i've never seen before um just makes it stand out to everything else everything else is shaded and yours just comes out off the page it's just oh thank honestly, you honestly absolutely amazing and and i don't know what you charge and as far as i'm concerned you're worth every penny so oh. if anyone wants to hire you um they should uh, understand that they're not hiring, like I said, a, a cheap illustrator from Fiverr or, or whatever, uh, someone who just doesn't have the experience or the talent. 
they're hiring a professional artist right and that is what you are right i i think the other thing that maybe goes along with what we're talking about too is um that one of one of the things i have to do when i am doing illustration and educating the client is educating them what it takes to produce what they want uh because uh, there's so much there's so much time in sketching there's so much time in reference work you know finding mm -hmm. references and and finding what they need i mean if you if if, if a client comes to you and they want something very specific that you know you're you don't know how to draw you go looking for that and there's so much time in that and then there's the time in giving that to the client and the client saying no i don't like that and uh, can we change, change that and going back so it, i think most illustrators would agree that we really work cheap <laughs> very cheap because we do spend so much time and time, effort to, yeah effort yeah time just and effort to the point of putting something on the paper on the paper and then you've right. got all of that time it takes to actually create this creation and and the the talent that they're getting um let, yeah let say, I, I agree i i totally agree and let me say and i know you'll agree with this too is if you're doing children's book books if you're producing those you know what that's what's going to sell your book is the illustration of course it is it's not really you... going to be the story i mean I, and i don't mean that in a bad way from no, the author's no. point of view but yeah you especially picture books that's why they call them picture books is because that that child is going to be attracted to they're not to, going to pick it up let me read this exactly, first exactly yes <laughs> yes it's going to be the illustration that they're going to now the parent uh, is going to catch the parent is the one that's buying though most of the time or mm -hmm. an adult is mostly buying so a lot of times they're more interested in maybe not the story itself but is the story appropriate for my child mm -hmm. and so uh i think um that's where that story really plays a heavy part in the purchase whether that book will be purchased but uh, i think uh, that the, i think the child really has to the job really has to like the book before the parent's gonna buy it yeah go ahead exactly go ahead. no I, I i'll be honest with you the first time i saw one of your images i was like i don't know if it belongs on here I don't because it was so uh -huh. unique and so mature yeah. the comedy in the in the style of the characters I was like, I don't know if it belongs on here and then the more work of yours I saw I said yeah it's fantastic it's unique but it's for an older clientele so what mm -hmm. age would you say that you would illustrate for for a children's book in using that style that you're doing right now? Um, it's strange though, because I have, I have a grandson and he's four. And uh, when, when, when he looks at stuff, he doesn't see them the way I do. Mm. Uh, and so if he looks at one of my characters, he's not really getting those, those mature notes out of it. He sees the funny teeth. He sees the funny nose. He sees the big eyes. He sees all this kind of thing. Yeah. And, and his his mind never even goes to that because he's right. not mature enough to go to that. 
you know, uh, even in like Disney, uh, a, lot, a lot of Disney movies and stuff, you'll see stuff they put in there for parents. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's stuff the kids will never get and never understand. Why subliminal. They I know all about yeah. these subliminal messages they leave in their films. Yes, I've heard all about that. <laughs> and as a matter of fact, a few years ago, there was a, 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 a movie uh, with Mike Myers. Is that his name? From Saturday Night Live. And he was the cat from the cat in the hat. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, they put some very, very mature, mature. Even sexual stuff in that movie. And it was like, there was a big outcry from a lot of parents who were like saying, hey, they found is... it, eh? but the kids didn't, the kids had no <laughs> idea. They no. had no idea. They just loved the color. They just loved the characters. They loved the way they moved and the action and the music, you know, all of that kind of thing. So um, I have had... Yeah, the, the books that you've worked with, the authors that you've worked with, what age were their books for? Um, most of them have been picture books. And I think they say picture books are usually about what they say can go from maybe like four or five years old, maybe up through elementary school. Wow. Um, I think part of the picture book... Um, part of the issue with the picture book, and I don't mean issue in a bad way, but is that those books are going to non-skilled readers. So mm-hmm. those people haven't developed reading, those, those readers It's the pictures that are going yeah. to tell the story. Yeah. yeah, they're going to help tell the story. So with that, that's when uh, I think you need a lot of detail in the pictures. You need a lot of environment in the pictures. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when there gets to be, they get to be accomplished readers, then I think what happens is you can kind of start to change the way you illustrate. Uh, Make but it more those, and... those kids in that say, uh, I don't know how the grading system is where you are, but we have, you know, first through 12th grade basically in the United States and then kindergarten. But anyway, but along about the age of third grade to say sixth or seventh grade, these kids get into this really weird period where they like gross. That's what we say in the United States, gross. Uh, you, what do you call it in England? What do they yeah, call it? Yeah, com- comedic and, and gross and gruesome, not yeah, gruesome, yeah. but. Um, Picking your nose and scratching yeah, your yeah, rear end. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, hairs coming out of places. Yeah. And, you know, they like all that stuff. So. You know, that's, that's, that's me too. So I really like that. I'm not really good at doing preschooler books where everything has to be flat color Mm -hmm. and everything needs to be simple shapes and not a lot of, you know, my stuff's complicated and I like detail. I like to hide detail. In there. I like you to to go back and look at it later and go, I didn't see that. Where did that come from? Yeah, your 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 uh, your art that you've put upon the group, I just uh, some of them have just made me uh, want to piss myself because they're just so <laughs> hilarious. Um, I'm sorry, you had to change your <laughs> pants because of me. <laughs> but, but like I said, some of them are are definitely dedicated to older children because of the um, the grossness, the comedic, the adult nature of the drawings. Right. Have um, this is your this is your style, but I know that you're capable of doing other stuff. Yeah. So, 
what is it that stuck you to this style? Even though if you were asked to um, draw something different or do fine art or do um, I need a vase of flowers or whatever, you could you could do that. But what is it that that just grabs you and you have the passion for this style that you're using now? Well, one thing that all illustrators know, and they don't always say it, <laughs> but what all illustrators know is being a children's illustrator is the best cheat in art. You can cheat your way. You can, if they want something and you draw it a whole different way, that it didn't even hardly look like that anymore. You can say that's because it's children's illustration <laughs> and we don't have to worry about making the shapes right. We don't have to worry about the car wheels being appropriately sized to the rest of the car. You know, all of those things. We get to cheat. And so we we get to go off into this weird world out there. And you know, you know how Dr. Seuss's stuff was. I mean, yeah. none of that stuff ever ever was anywhere in real life. And yeah. I think that's that's what really draws me to this type of style because I I get to make up this world and do these things that nobody's really mm. seen. And and you know what's great about, if nobody's ever seen it, nobody can tell you it's wrong. <laughs> they can't say, yeah. well, you didn't do that right. Whereas yeah. if somebody came to me with a, a job and say, I want you to do my a portrait. I mean, if I don't get everything exactly right, everybody, not just the client, everybody's gonna know that, no, that, that's not right. Something's wrong here. <laughs> So I think that's it. Also, I think our world has enough doom and gloom and and killing and stabbing yeah. and all that crap, if you want to call it. I think we have the kids. I, I read not long ago that children, by the time they're the age of 12, have seen something like uh, 1,200 or 1,500 murders on television. Um, yeah, and, yeah, it's just and I thought, you know, I, I want the kids to look at my stuff and it to bring joy, and I want yeah. adults to look at it and bring joy. Yeah. And I want them to laugh and go, that makes me feel good because I, can, there's I know there, I know there's you, there's children's illustrations, but I can see you putting a whole story together, even without words, just a whole picture book of these characters telling the story. And it would sell like hotcakes to adults because of the humor, because of the style, because of the uniqueness. I, I just see that. I see you doing that. Are you going to do that? You know, my issue is, and I think many, many artists, even fine artists, even graphic artists are going to say this. My issue is I don't know how to market. Um, <laughs> well, that's what you got me for. Oh, right. <laughs> Aren't you glad you met me? <laughs> I am on my way to my first million now. <laughs> oh gosh, I wish. <laughs> 14 well, you, books for me and I haven't even made 10,000. <laughs> I, I don't know how to mark. I don't really know how to do it. And uh, uh, I've had people several times on Instagram or on Facebook say, why don't you have more followers? And I say, I because I don't know how to get any more. <laughs> You know, uh, and I, it, I don't really want followers so I can, you know, there's that old saying that the one who dies with the most toys wins, you know, I'm not trying to get more followers, no. but I would like more avenues to where people can see my work, where people can definitely. say, and, and my work doesn't fit, it doesn't fit every 
every genre and it doesn't fit no. every author, but uh, I'd like to be able to get to the people it fits. It, it and does. I, you know, yeah. and then and then also when you when you have a product and you and you do it for a client and there's a, it has wonderful illustrations in it, if they don't ha know how to market their then book, no one's going to see your illustrations yeah, then, that way either. Yeah, it's such then, a shame. Yeah. Yeah. Then somehow it kind of affects your world, too. Um, you know, the whole being fa a famous illustrator really isn't that important to me. No, I mean, authors don't want to be best-selling authors. They just want them to get their work out. They want people to read their books. They want people exactly. to, to, to enjoy what they're sending out. Same as you. You want people to see your art and, and enjoy and get some enjoyment from it, which I do every time I see your your creations but you you never stop you just keep putting on and on and on I'm thinking with all that work it needs to go in a book it really yeah. does it's a I'm shame to just you know I'm have working it. on go ahead I'm sorry I'm interrupting no you. go ahead go ahead well I'm working on a few books right now a couple two or three um I think what I don't know if I'm stabbing myself in the foot and I'm sure other illustrators can relate to this are shooting myself in the foot uh, in in posting as much as I do. Only that when you post that much, you're not really giving people high quality art to see. You're not giving them a higher level that you know you can do because you don't have that much time to invest in a daily post. So you, I always wonder: Do people look at my work and go, "Well, he's kind of good, but not really good," but without realizing that's just a post I did in a couple of hours just so I could I keep would people not interested. Have, I would not have thought it would take you a couple of hours to do those illustrations because they well, are <laughs> so detailed, so amazing, so beautiful and so unique that I would have said it took you a long time. But you do post a lot and it just feels a shame that it's just sitting there, you know, just just sitting there and, and you've done it now and it's it's in your studio and it's just sitting there unless of course you've been paid to do it for a book it's just sitting there and I can imagine what your folders like of your artwork <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine how thick it is um let, let's well, um let's finish this off now because we've gone way okay. over time and I don't Sorry. really care because it's been absolutely amazing talking with you and I could carry on talking with you hours but uh, where can people see your amazing illustrations Tao? It is at tbillustrations.com I'm gonna spell that for you okay that's lowercase t I don't I don't know if it matters on the web it, it doesn't matter in emails anyway lowercase t b-e-e -E as in the the bug t-b-e-e -E. and and can you put this on your it's going to be on okay. the episode okay. details, all your so links. Capital T B E E illustrations.com. And I have portfolio, but also make sure everybody understands too that I have a bunch of stuff for kids on there. So they can go print off stuff. It's mainly related to my the series I've been working on, Fernie, uh, Fernie the Fish. I don't know I if you've see. seen that or not. I don't think so. So, but I have I have a book called Fernie the Fish and uh, doing 
Do we have time for me to tell you a little bit about it? Of course you, of course you can, definitely. Uh, it's, it's a book that I wrote and illustrated, and it's about a fish who finds a pair of glasses on the bottom of the ocean, and he puts them on, and he loves them, and all of his friends reject him because they're like, you know, fish don't wear glasses. What's wrong with you? And so because he has the glasses on, he sees this shark that's coming, and they can't see the shark coming. So he rescues all his friends. Aww. It's a really, it's a small little story. And so at the end, all of his friends are looking for glasses. Oh, the moral of the story. Oh, I love that. And uh, the, the, the thing about it is the plan is, I don't know if I should say at the end, that's, I guess I need to, but at the end of the story, Fernie finds a hearing aid. And so then the next story is going to be about going to go how, on that, about how he can how hear things someone. they can't. Uh, and then, Absolutely so what I, what, what my plan is, is maybe to kind of, uh, parents can read this to the children, not only as a story, but as an opportunity to explain how other kids have, uh, have handicaps or have things that they're dealing with and how that they're just like us and we shouldn't bully yeah. them or yeah you know so the hearing aid Wonderful. is going to come next and i don't know i'm not sure what's going to come at the end of the next book but another probably something uh, some kind of device that aids the, people the first book with the glasses is that finished mm -hmm. it's, all the it's designs actually, have done is it put into book form has it been formatted Actually, if you go to my website, you can you can go to the, my store, and there you're is, selling it. Yeah, uh -huh. there's books there. There's posters. There's T-shirts, all with Fernie the fish on them. Do you want it? I don't. If I, I have a Fernie laying here. Do you just want to see it? I know we're on the air. Nobody can see it. Let's <laughs> be going on about. Is, you've got to make a book. You've got to make a book, and there you have. You've got to make a book. Oh my God, that is beautiful. Oh wow. And why are you not promoting that book? I don't know how. We we have just, to talk after I the end just, of the show. I just want to draw pictures. Yeah, well, <laughs> a, a book like that needs to be seen. At a time. So yeah, that book needs to be seen. People need to see not just the illustrations, how amazing the book is, the story, the moral that you're using, which is amazing for the kids to learn about these uh these uh, um, morals and um, uh, what you're writing about and the adults are going to love it the kids are going to love it and that book needs to be seen and when we get off there I'm going to chat with you a little bit about that um, and if, if they order it from me I will sign it for them and send it oh to them. even better even uh, better wonderful can, I think you can order it at some other places because I was going to say is it available on on book online bookstores have you got it on yes but i don't know all of them that it's i know that uh, we have a, a store called target yeah yeah target yeah walmart target maybe has it online uh, it's on amazon oh it is on amazon okay yeah but i'm not sure what else but if they order from me they'll get a little cheaper and then they'll get it signed 
There so. you go. There you go. You heard it first. Go over to his website. The link is going to be down Please. in the description of the episode. And uh, you can get a signed copy rather than go to Amazon and pay more for the book. Uh, get a signed copy from the author. It's an amazing book. And I, I make sure that uh, everyone starts seeing that really, really soon. Tao, Hello. I can't thank you enough for being a guest on Behind no. the Pen. No, I can't thank you enough for having me. Thank you so much. This has been a delight. Just oh, yes. it's, it's been a, such an honor to, to meet you, to chat with you, you too. Um, to uh, talk about art itself, because I'm interested in that anyway. My daughter has two uh, illustration books out. Uh, her first one came out when she was seven years old. Oh, and she wow. did all the illustrations herself by hand. And then she went into digital art for her second book. And uh, hopefully this summer coming uh, next year that she'll work on the third book of the trilogy and uh, so yeah I'm really interested in, in any kind of art form but yours just on the on the uh, page on Facebook the uh, children's book and illustrators it just stood out more than any of the others it just something about that style just grabbed me and I'm so glad I got to meet you and talk with you so uh, thank, you. thank you very much I wish you all the best with everything you do um keep on doing what you're doing because you're freaking awesome thank you so much i appreciate it and i think you're pretty awesome to do this for us too because i i consider this a favor for me in that you are willing to stop a little while and notice my work and then also talk to me about it and that that makes me that makes me very it's, very happy it's been my honor it's been my honor <laughs>